Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Joy Tutor Podcast. I am your host, Joanna Williams. Together, we will unpack, learn, teach, and celebrate the journey of emerging entrepreneurs and courageous trailblazers. Let's dig in. Glenda. Joanna. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here. We are here. What a wonderful journey. Ashe, Ashe. I'm doing everything that I can to promote you, honor you, and celebrate you. And we'll get into that towards the middle of the segment. Tell us about yourself. Well, first, thank you for recognizing me, for celebrating me. I appreciate uh, the love. And I'm so glad that our paths crossed uh, when they did. So who am I? I, you know, I like to answer this question or this prompt in two ways. One in a kind of global philosophical sense of who I am, and then in a more practical sense of what I do and what makes me me. So first and foremost, I'm a child of God. I am my ancestors. And what that means is that I recognize that I'm a divine being with inherent worth and greatness powered by a greater source. And that I choose to align with this divine source and my heritage. They are two immeasurable sources by personal power, who I am. In terms of what I do and what makes me who I am, I'm a professional life coach, as you know, I'm an educator, I'm the founder and CEO of Audacious Inner Works Institute. I'm a learner. I love being in the creative zone. I love travel. I love literature. I I love good eats, uh, taking long, hot bubble baths infused with lavender oil. I'm a mother of a millennial daughter. Uh, I've been married to my college love, Doherty, for, for 30 years. And he's just been an incredible life partner, an incredible source of my own growth and development. He's helped me to be a more quality human being. And I live in the People's Republic of Bedford Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Hello. Here I am. <laughs> when you spoke about your husband, how he is your life partner and just how he pours life into you. That is so important along the way and on the journey. How has he enabled you to stand up Audacious Inner Works Institute? Um, So we met in college and uh, Even in college, I was audacious. (laughs) I love it. I don't know that I would have used that word at the time to describe me, but I was always moving from a source of strength and and power. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we met in college uh, at a time we attended the City University of New York. uh, And so we attended college in the early 90s at a time where tuition increases were always on the rise. There were constant threats to Pell Grants. And so there was incredible student activism in CUNY at that time. Uh, It was also the time of Afrocentricity, where there was this big move to celebrate, you know, Blackness and our connection to, to Africa. And so in the context of that activism is how we met. And so we were both moving in a space and time uh, to uplift Black people, Black communities, to be a force for change in the world, to be connected uh, and aligned with the struggles of, of all people for justice and equality. So when he met me, he met me from a place of this, of this strength and being in motion mm. to bring mm. about change. 
and what gravitated, uh, what drew him to me, uh, because he initially uh, didn't seek me out. I was the one who pursued him. Uh, we were friends. And so he, I guess in his mind, he didn't think that, um, that I was starting to develop any kind of feelings for him. But what I liked about him was the way he moved. He's one of these people that sits back, studies everything, and can give you a read in seconds. Quiet, very still. But there's so much integrity and depth there. And I just love the way he moved. Didn't say a lot, but when he did, it was like E.F. Hutton is speaking. Get quiet because you know they're going to be gems here. And I was just drawn to that kind of personality because my personality is out there. I'm big, you know, I'm loud, I'm outspoken, but there was so much power in his stillness. And I love the way that he was respectful of everybody and how he respected Black women. And, and he wasn't intimidated by my strength at all. And in fact, he encouraged me to be out front. So it just made sense for me being who I was and who I continue to be, to be aligned with somebody who is okay with who I am. So he's supported me over the years just by his own way of being. And he allowed me to see myself and places where I needed to grow. I felt that that was important to dig a little deeper on because as we are Black women on this entrepreneurial journey, oftentimes there's not a lot of support where you see a Black woman with a strong Black man standing behind her. I just had to recognize that. I just had to tap into that a little bit to just kind of feel and see what the dynamics of that was like, especially with the Jada Smith, Will Smith slap controversy um, and just how Black men are viewed. I wanted to ensure that I pulled in and highlighted your wonderful, supportive, loving husband. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And let me say something else if I can on this. My husband is Haitian. He lost his mother when he was 10 years old. And they tell stories about how he was his mother's tail. Wherever the mother was, there he was. And I think that in losing his mother, he went inside because mm -hmm. he learned early on that people you love can leave you. And so he kind of went inside, but in going inside, that's where he developed this intuitive ability. I think that that sense got developed, but he was nurtured by strong black women. So that was a norm for him to be around women who make things happen. And so he wasn't afraid of me. Like It's almost like he expected that when you encounter black women, that they are going to be able to make things happen uh, just by their way of being you know, uh, what they value. So he already had this, uh, this upbringing that allowed him to see and accept who I am. And that continues to be um, true today. So we're side by side, <laughs> not behind, but in partnership together. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And let's dig deep into your work. Yeah, let's do it. Again, so uh, I'm the founder of Audacious Inner Works uh, Institute. We are a personal development service organization focused on women's wellness and power. And so primarily the people that we support are women. And women who are drawn to us for the most part are women who are in my generation, Generation X. These are women usually between the ages of 45 and 54, a little older sometimes, who have spent their life caring for other people. 
husbands, older family members, children, uh, being engaged in social causes, devoting themselves entirely to work when they recognize, I need to invest in me. And they're asking questions like, who am I? So they're seeking self-knowledge. They're seeking to build their confidence. They're seeking to figure out what's my power? What, what can I do? And so they come to us. And what we do is we connect people to uh, these women and, and clients, to themselves, to their power, to their confidence, so that they can live the life that they really want. You know, there's this quote by the author Pressfield that, say, that says, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Mm. And so our mission at Audacious Inner Works is about tapping into that unlived life and supporting people to bring it forth, to live audaciously and to live their truth. And we do that through our offerings, through our coaching, our one-on-one, our relationship. We're now developing our group coaching so that we can scale up. We do it through our content, our, our workshops, our offerings. And so that, in a nutshell, is, is what we do. It's about facilitating people's self-agency, empowering people to truly live the life they, they want to live. I like to say that a big part of our work is excavating, because when the women come to us, you hear a lot, I'm stuck, I don't know who I am. And I say, of course you do. And, and they look at me like, okay. <laughs> In this process of excavating and going through their life experiences, they start to realize, oh yeah, it's been there all along, but it's been buried under layers of cultural conditioning and negative messaging, you know, internalized limiting beliefs. And so we've got to work through all of that to sort of unearth what's truly there, their, their essence, their strengths. So we reconnecting them to their strengths and their, their ways of being. If you've been caring for people all your life, you've got abilities and skills, you know, so if you've been living on a limited budget and caring for your family, you've got some financial know-how. And so it's those experiences that we tap into. Like, what enabled you to do that? That's a strength. Name it, own it, claim it. Everything that you just spoke to is how we connected, which is also the reason why I am honoring you with the Impact Award at the Joy Tutor Celebrations of Courage event Thank coming you. up June 4th. When you and I met, I did not realize that I was leaning in and heading into a season of my own personal healing. Mm. I am very gifted, very talented, intuitive, mm. creative, strong, but the narrative throughout my childhood and young adult life was very negative. And so the self-talk mm -hmm. made me doubt myself. Mm -hmm. The self-talk Mm -hmm. made me question my self-worth mm -hmm. and you said to me when you booked me <laughs> for a joy tutor session you said joanna you are doing yourself a disservice by charging what you're charging and again that was me needing to heal my relationship with self and understanding and honoring my own self-worth so you 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 tapped into that Mm -hmm. It made a huge impact on me as well as other ladies around you. And that's why it is very important for me to sing it from the top of my lung to honor you and put you in the forefront of other women who can use your light, who can use your shine, who can find their breakthrough in your words. And I'm getting emotional. 
needed. Mm-hmm. It's so, so needed. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing this podcast for streams or views. I'm doing this podcast and honoring women like you for breakthroughs, yeah. Yeah. for celebrations. It's not only are we breaking generational curses, we are building generational blessings and abundance and wealth and joy and freedom. That's what it's about. It's it's about transmuting the pain for joy and blessing and getting beauty for our ashes, gold for the ashes. So thank you for blessing me and just shining your natural light. That being said, my next question is, which is a perfect segue, um, is that we've all have over had to overcome personal barriers and challenges at some point in our life, hence myself included. How have the challenges that you've conquered shaped who you are today in your work? Hmm. Uh, I love this question, Joanna. It's a great question and it's an important question because learning occurs at the point of challenge. Yeah. Hmm. So when I'm challenged by something, my first response is, my thinking is, what do I need to learn here? You know, what is this challenge here to teach me? Where do I need to evolve either in my way of thinking or in my way of being? And so in the beginning, I talked about connected, being connected to this powerful divine source. And so in places where I'm really challenged, this is where I go within, right? And so I'm surrendering to that source and I'm inquiring of it. Help me understand what I need to know about this challenge, how I need to be to overcome this challenge. And each time I overcome a challenge or I'm grappling with a challenge, I sharpen my sense of self and my self agency. And so I take that sense of self and that power into everything that I do, whether it's teaching young minds, whether it's talking with you. So it's that sense of self that allows me to have the impact that I have. Mm. It's so very clear. Yes, I love that. How can someone break through barriers of fear and self-doubt during your sessions and one-on-ones and just casual conversations? When you come across someone who you see so much potential and you see the caregiver who is no longer a caregiver, but you are afraid of the unknown, you're afraid of personal challenges, you're struggling with self-doubt, you know, how can someone break through that? And all of that comes up because though the person is saying, I'm committed to this process, I'm committed to change, they've also been invested in a way of being for a long time. And so the fear comes up because the fear is the fear of the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. It's that anxiety that's connected to the unknown. It's some kind of perceived threat. And so essentially, if you're working where there's fear, there's an absence of trust. And so this is where we've got to get into mindset. So to overcome that barrier, we've got to facilitate a change in the mindset. And so I'd like to, I'd like to help clients understand fear as an emotion and all emotions are, are a response to change. But that fear is born out of our thinking, right? It's born out of our thinking and then it lives in our body. And so I, I help them understand fear is energy. Fear is energy coming out, uh, emanating from your thinking. And so, if you don't want the experience of fear that's keeping you paralyzed and you now understand its energy, what might you do with that information to support you for what you really want? 
So in what ways might you use that energy to achieve your goals, right? So it's this idea that when we are in fear, our, our muscles are contracted, we're experiencing chronic stress. So the same energy that can be invested in that fear that's contracting muscles is the mm -hmm. same energy that we could be investing towards what we want. So it's, it's all about what we're tapping into. You know, mm -hmm. as the saying goes, the dog you feed is the dog that grows. So mm. what are you feeding, right? So it doesn't mean that the fear necessarily disappears, but the fact is that you can still feel the fear and do it anyway, be in pursuit of your dreams. And once you're moving in that direction, because your energy and your focus is so much on what you're doing, that fear begins to dissipate, right? You're mm. transmuting that fear. So the way you overcome it is to be in radical pursuit of what you want. <laughs> yes, yes. Which which calls for self-awareness. Absolutely. Correct. Why is self-awareness so important, especially when it involves personal development and how can it shape your professional development? Yeah, such another great question, Joanna. You know, there's this um, there's this a powerful quote by James Baldwin that's in high rotation on social media, and you might have seen it. Uh, it, it goes something to the effect that not everything that's faced can be changed, mm -hmm. but nothing can be changed until it's faced. So self-awareness is always the starting point. It's the leveraging point for change. Self-awareness doesn't guarantee change because change is a choice. So you can, once you become aware, you can choose to continue your habitual patterns or you can choose to, in, to interrupt them. Uh, in coaching, evoking awareness and learning in clients is a bedrock competency because without that shift in perspective, growth is nearly impossible. So a lot of our work is about facilitating awareness and facilitating learning in, in the clients. That's our leverage point. Okay. Wonderful. Um, can you describe how failure or a negative event in your life became a blessing in disguise or a stepping stone for something better? You know, it's interesting because uh, I, I think about, I have a different way of thinking about failure, you know, and so when I hear people's stories of failures and how failures really set them back and put them in a tailspin, I don't have that relationship to failure. I think about failure as feedback. I think about mm -hmm. it as a challenge and, and, and obstacles that, that occur. And this is where being a learner and being curious really, really helps. I, I like to understand how things are put together, how, what underpins things, what gives things their power and their charge. Because if you understand that, then you can decide whether you want to, how you're gonna deconstruct them. You can decide whether you want to affirm them, demystify them, disregard them. And so it's for me, it's about being clear about my broader vision for my life, which is about empowerment, being in service of other people's development, having an impact. And so I don't get too hung up on particular situations. It's about what's happening here. What can I learn? What was I hoping for? How can I leverage this going forward and what's my next goal in this broader vision, right, that I have. So you, I regroup and I keep it moving in radical
radical pursuit of, of that vision. So I see failure as just challenges and setbacks to be overcome. And that's, yes. yeah, that's how my husband and I move. That's how we operate. And I do share a difference in opinion when it comes to failure. I look at failure as little treasures that can really help you grow stronger, grow wiser. The greatest lessons were learned in failures, you know, especially like in a work setting. For example, um, I have a few direct reports that, oh, Joe, I messed up. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Now you're an expert. Now you know what not to do. <laughs> now you know how to do it because you have discovered multiple ways that do not work, but you've also found new options and opportunities to try something different. Yeah, um, yeah f- failure has definitely connected a lot of dots for me where my children are now benefiting from, air quotes, my failures. You know, those are kind of those pearls of wisdom that around relationships, for example, you know, I was taught you need a man in order to feel whole and complete. And not that you should seek a partner. You are whole and complete as who you are. And he is whole and complete as who he is. And you two come together and you have a partnership. But that was communicated to me in a very different way, which can set up mm-hmm. some adverse expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, it can lead to a lot of disappointment. And so initially, I could look at my relationships as failures. But no, I was on a, a road of self-discovery of who Joanna is. That's the way I look at those relationships. Not as a failure, but those were tools and experiences to help me under better understand who I am and how I landed in this seat today. Joanna, you're a teacher at heart. That's what I hear coming up. You've got a growth mindset. And so people who have a growth mindset, they're always looking for the learning experience. So every experience has an opportunity to teach you something if you allow it. So that's a choice. That's a perspective. And so exactly right. It's like, so things didn't work out the way I wanted. There's disappointment, but I don't live in that disappointment. It's like, what can I learn? You know, what could I do differently? What could I do better next time? What do I need to avoid? How might I frame this differently? How might I present this differently? How do I need to be different next time? So it's always about learning opportunities if you allow them. When you come from a growth mindset, that's how you you engage with the world. Yes, that's wonderful because I do find myself, which is a segue to my next question, around connecting the dots. And what I mean by that is I can look back on my life and describe different themes that confirm that I was on the right track. 18 years, project manager, program management experience. But I'm also a puzzler. I love 2,000, 3,000 piece puzzles. And so in my day job, I found myself and find myself, I should say, solving problems, doing puzzles, solving problems. And Joy Tudor, I've found myself connecting the dots of coming across multiple paths of, of women and men sometimes who would have a problem. They have a wonderful business idea, 
and they're stuck. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I jump right in. I will deconstruct it. Mm-hmm. I will set up, I will visually set up a plan, which is the book that I just published. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. My Joy Tutor Roadmap Planner for Entrepreneurs. I love an entrepreneur coming to me and saying, I have this wonderful idea, but I don't know where to start. I'm all over the place. You know, I want to do this. I want to do X, Y, Z. And one of my methodologies is the cupcake method. Because most entrepreneurs who are stuck that I've worked with, they are saying, Joe, I want the wedding cake. (laughs) I want the three-tier big wedding cake. I want it all. I want the storefront. I want the global business. I want a million followers. I want it all right now. And I said, step back. Let's break it down. Let's start and work our way backwards. Let's break that wedding cake down to cupcakes. And let's take bite size and just build to it. Now we have a first layer of cupcakes. Now we have a second tier of the cake. Now, over time, you have identified and you have your, your vision out of your head and it's on paper. You have a plan and we've broken that plan down from a yearly basis to a monthly, to a weekly, to a daily basis. That's the way my brain thinks. (laughs) So I use that to help other entrepreneurs and you don't even have to be an entrepreneur, right? Um, So just that learning and just solving problems, I was able to exercise that and take that energy to help other entrepreneurs or people around me to use it from a beneficial perspective. I am a lifelong learning junkie and I enjoy solving problems and I love people. So you combine that with with technology and here you have Joy Tudor and now I'm meeting other like-minded, wonderful entrepreneurs. So that's how I'm able to connect the dots for me is just randomly coming across people who say, hey, I'm starting a business or I have a business or I'm stuck. And I'm like, okay, you just need to do this and do that and do this. And they're like, Joe, that was, how did you do that? <laughs> how? It's your so way. how do you connect the dots? It's your way of being, Joanna. It's it's part of your gifts, you know, to be a, a tinkerer. You know, you, you, you tinker and you like challenges. You like puzzles. You like putting pieces together, deconstructing, you know, working towards that sense of the whole. That's the creative process. That's what fuels you. And there's so much joy in that creative space. And so for me, what connects the dots, the, the through line in, through my entire life, is a love of learning. I love learning as a, as a kid. And I, I love the way I felt when I was learning. I love the way the teachers responded to the way that I was learning. And more importantly, I love to help other people learn. It, it was just so deeply satisfying to be in that learning space and to know that I was able to have an, an impact in other people's development. And so when I, when I got to, to college and I became immersed in, in student politics and activism, that was a pivotal mer- moment in my journey because my way of learning and my way of helping other people learn really sort of came to the forefront. And I sort of cultivated that skill as well. How do, if I'm going to be a leader, what do I need to learn so that people can hear, so that I can truly connect and engage with people? And while I was uh, in college, uh, 
part of student activism and being part of student government and being a president of student government, we created so many programs for students and for the children of students. And one of the programs we created was a Saturday tutorial program and we called it YES, Youth mm. Empowerment School. And in working in that tutorial program, we worked with New York City public school students. And these students were bright and talented, but their skill sets were poor. And I knew in that moment that teaching and empowerment was what I wanted to do. So I, I went into teaching. I did that for 15 years in the New York City public school uh, system as a change agent impacting our kids, helping them develop a sense of themselves, helping them develop their own self-agency, helping them learn how to learn. But after 15 years of being in the system, I realized I can't continue to work in the system. The system resists innovation and it fails our kids. And so I was invited by this math uh, consultant whom I had worked with to join uh, her organization, which was a premier math content organization. It wasn't where I necessarily wanted to be, but it was where I needed to be because I continued to grow and develop skill sets and, and knowledge base. And so when I was ready to leave that organization, trying to think about my next step, here is where God is always working. You've got to make space for God. It was one of my former students. In fact, one of my former students from my very first year of teaching, she's a millennial. And she had said to me, why don't you do meetups with my millennial friends? So I didn't know what meetups were. She was like, talk to my millennial friends the way you talk to me. They need a lot of help. I, don't, I didn't know what she meant by how do I talk to her? I'm just like, it's, it's us, you know? And she kept encouraging me to talk to them. And I resisted her for two years because I thought, what am I doing meetup with millennial women? Why would they come? Why would they listen to me? I don't want to say to millennial women. And finally, after two years, I surrendered and we organized this meetup, which we call a SIP in my uh, brownstone here in Brooklyn. And the number of participants we were expected doubled. We packed them into my home. And I knew from that night that I was home, that this was exactly the work that I was supposed to be doing. So the vision is always about teaching, learning, development, empowerment but the mission has changed, right? So I did it within the context of the educational system, and now I'm doing it through Audacious Inner Works Institute. So the thread has always been about learning, development, empowerment. So that has been the, the through line uh, in my life. Survival is another thing um, that I had to connect the dots on because I've realized being a teen mom at 17, with twins, that's where it really kicked in for me to figure out, first of all, I decided I was not dropping out of high school. No, we will graduate. Twins or not, money or not, babysitter or not, we figured it out and we did just that. We graduated. Now I need to go to college because maintaining a, a, a safe and loving household and lifestyle for my children to me, education was a no-brainer. The how? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, God. Okay. You know, I, I, I trust the universe. I trust God. You will provide a way. Absolutely. And God provided a way. Absolutely. And I did not realize at the time that 
I was able to self-empower and self-encourage. And I had an unwaverable focus and determination and strength that while there were so many days where I didn't have babysitters, bus broke down, didn't have money, it was very hard. But no matter what, my thought process was, I'm going uphill Mm -hmm. and I'm dragging everything up with me and letting things go along the way. And now here I am fast forward in the space of, I have my own company, Joy Tudor, and the premise has stayed the same. It is no matter what, we do not give up. Mm -hmm. No matter what, we stay strong. We believe in ourselves. Now, I might have, my self-esteem might have been low, but my ability to, to do certain things and perform was constant. And that's also why I love doing what I do, you know, just to have a, a young lady to come in and say, hey, I, I, so I just see 17-year-old Joanna. I have this business and I'm stuck. It's in a million pieces. I have no clue where to start. And I'm like, all right, I light up. And so the prize at the end and the cherry on top with extra whipped cream and sprinkles is when she says, I got this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, the, the path is clear. I am no longer blocked. I am moving forward. That gives me so much joy. Hence, Joy Tudor. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. So to, to segue into the next question, social media has swung the door wide open for, to, for us to market our businesses and make new connections, which is how you and I met. Um, Have you made any influential connections? And if yes, with who? Well, the first influential connection is with you, (laughs) you know, in terms of of how we met. And if I can tell that story, you are right. I mean, it just allows for connections that might have taken a very long time to come about. So there's just immediate access. And I, I remember being on on Instagram and I think someone had referenced Joy Tudor and I went over to the Joy Tudor page and I was like, oh my God, I I love what this page is. Like, let me learn more about what Joy Tudor is. And I clicked on the link to your website and it was just like divine timing because this was back in, in 2019 at the time when I was getting ready to develop my website. So I was seeking out a web designer and I thought, oh my God, this is what I want for, for my website. The energy, the, the, the synergy there on the page, you know, the visual coherence, you know, the messaging. And so I thought, let me send a direct message. I think you were the first person I ever direct message, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I, I remember what I said, but essentially I visited your website and I was wondering who designed your website. And you said, I did. And I was like, what? <laughs> Can you do my website? <laughs> like that? So it was like, oh, this is, this is how you, you do it. You know, you, you see something that, that's, that stimulates interest and you can and simply, um, simply reach out. I do have to get better at leveraging those kinds of, of connections. I do have to spend more time uh, on social media. I just, my mindset around that is like, oh my God, it's, it's so much time and it takes so much energy. 
um, and it does, but I, I need to start thinking about it as a tool for, for mm -hmm. uh, my business. So it's definitely an area where I need to get better at making connections, developing relationships, um, and then leveraging those connections, because that's the key. It's got to develop those relationships. You know, it's there again, it's the time. Yeah. So my next question is, what is your favorite productivity tool, app, or book? Um, I have a few. Uh, I tend to be generally old school. I still like to do, I need to I need to write, you know, I have, a, I love good pens um, and I just love uh, tinkering and brainstorming and mapping in my journal. So that's still, that's going to be with me forever. I think I also still do write up my to-do lists um, and check them off. I love seeing my own personal handwriting, checking off items. Um, but in terms of some of the technology that I'm using, Digital calendar is a must. That that is just bedrock. Uh, a prioritization matrix, which is a tool I recently discovered, uh, I absolutely love it. Helps you think about the relationship between value and, and effort. Um, I also use the Acuity uh, scheduling platform, which is bedrock and essential for for my business. Um, what else? I take advantage of the sticky notes on my phone and my desktop, especially when ideas come up. As they pop up, I'd like to capture them as I'm hearing them capture the language. So those tools, I, that tool I find very helpful. I also take advantage of the audio recorder because I love soaking, uh, taking long baths. My husband says the bathroom is my second home. <laughs> because I live in the bathroom and I'm submerged in water, you know, water's a spiritual conduit. And so when you're in water, the thoughts flow, the spirit is moving. And so usually thoughts just sort of come to the surface. And I grab my phone, my recorder, and I just start talking out loud what I, you know, what's coming up for me. So the audio recorder is important. But for the most part, I'm still paper to pen, mapping out my to-do list, my plans. Yeah. Those are all great tools. I'll definitely have to look into the prioritization matrix. Mm -hmm. Matri yes, I have to look into that. <laughs> it's a quadrant um, and it really allows you and what you're doing is you're evaluating the value of tasks and projects along with the mm -hmm. effort. So the effort could be things like the cost and the benefit and the time that it takes. And so this is where you get concepts like high value, uh, mm -hmm. high value, low effort, a low hanging fruit, right? Or you get high value, high effort, it's a project, but it's worth it, but you know, it's going to take time. Or you get things like low value, high effort, get that stuff out of there, or mm. delegate that to somebody else. Or you might get, you know, low value, low effort, and you might think, well, is there a way to bump it up to make it more high value or get rid of it? So that it's a way to help you think about your tasks and then how to prioritize them. And generally, you want to have a mix of your high value, you know, low effort, your low hanging fruit mm -hmm. and your high value, you know, uh, uh, high effort kind of projects. So it's, it's a really uh, simple but really effective tool for thinking about uh, hierarchy and prioritizing. Yeah, and I asked the, the question because we live such busy lives, you Absolutely. know, we're juggling so yeah. much and it's, and there's so much out there, but it's difficult it to know. It's, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's yeah. too much. You have to, you have to have a sense of, of how you like to work. Mm-hmm. You need to be clear about that. What is your creative process? And then what kinds of tools are going to support you? So I know for me, I the idea of holding a really good pen in my hand, writing. And by the way, there is evidence that shows that writing, um, the connection of writing, the motor skills develop learning, helps mm. with retention. And so we want to be mindful that we're not relying solely on technology to capture all mm. of our thoughts and thinking, because we're losing some of the thinking that goes into it. So if you just think about when you're actually holding a writing tool and writing down something, right? You, there, your brain is processing, holding on to information and, and making sense versus when you're just typing information into a tool, it's a very different connection to, to learning, a very different experience. Yeah, I, and I agree with you because that's why I, I right now, Barnes and Nobles is printing my journal, my planner, <laughs> because I, I like you, enjoy holding the pen yeah. and getting it out of my head. Yes. You know, it's something that I can carry around. I can, you know, leave it on my nightstand and just jot things down. And plus, it, you know, it gives my eyes a rest mm-hmm. from the monitor, from screen time. And it's something also that this particular planner and my thoughts, I'm tucking them away as treasures for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. You know, you just never know how your words and your journey can be a bridge for someone else, especially from a generational perspective. Um, But yes, pen and paper, very old school. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's great. So with that being said, there's a scenario that I want to suppose for you. So there's a note in closing a baton and you're passing it to another entrepreneur. What would it say? Um, I think the first line would be, be deeply rooted in who you are and your power. Um, Lead from a place of love, uh, strength and your power clarify your purpose that will help you with clarity of direction you're off to a great start you will encounter challenges and setbacks along the way and you'll use your power and resources to overcome them keep going you will discover your own authentic path the world is awaiting your greatness go forth Wonderful. <laughs> I receive that right now. <laughs> I must say that it was a big dream for me back in 2013 to do a podcast. Mm. It was a big dream for me to be able to print a book and write down my big entrepreneur goals. Mm-hmm. That's in progress. <laughs> and then here we are. It was a big dream for me to have a website that was representative of me and I saw other women that look like me and services that related to me which is the reason why I created my own website because I could not find anyone to spill the vision mm-hmm. onto the pages for me I just did a blank page and I'm here 
And I, it was a big dream for me to have a tribe and network and be in the presence of other women who were strong and getting up every day and doing the work and shaking off the world, the world and its, its views and its heaviness, but never, ever, ever backing down, but still shining. Mm -hmm. I'm here. It is truly amazing. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Because you are here for a purpose and you are on purpose. And that's a feeling you get when you align your power and your strength with your purpose. There is clarity, right? Yes. You, when, with clarity of purpose, you've got clarity of direction. Like you know what you're focusing on, what you're moving towards and it feels absolutely exhilarating to be in that space to get up and know this is what i'm doing that i'm choosing to do that it fuels me and it's a service to other people right yes and we get to celebrate which is why i started my events yes. celebrations <laughs> of courage <laughs> we have to celebrate the journey my boyfriend said what is the event why are you happy well, why are you hosting such an event because it's really about the journey versus more so the destination to stop and celebrate our big wins and our small wins and to look around the room and pull a source of strength and power and joy from other like-minded individuals who are doing amazing things and to just feel that connection because sometimes the entrepreneur journey can be lonely yeah, you know, absolutely. yes, absolutely. It could be very lonely, but I felt it was very important to celebrate, to pause, stop, live in a moment, breathe, and celebrate us. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So with that being said, what's next for Glenda and the Audacious Inner Works Institute? Yeah, um, I think we're going to continue to grow the brand and, and scale up to develop our, our offerings, our uh, coaching intensive, our masterminds, to uh, have more of a public presence and more public engagement so people can see who we are, what we're about. Uh, we can reach our target, our target audience, connect to the people that we want to um, connect to, um, develop other kinds of strategic partnerships. I'm currently working um, with a, a one principal. This is a former colleague of mine who's now a principal uh, and we're partnering and working with his school around uh, culture and community. Uh, I love doing that work. So staff development and facilitation are also part of what we do. So I want to be able to cultivate some of those partnerships, but really be selective about those uh, partnerships because uh, I don't want to be sucked back in into the DOE and so these are gonna to have to be people who are truly committed to doing the work. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that. Just being a force for good in the world. Hello, <laughs> here we are, Audacious Inner Works Institute. <laughs> yes, you are. Is our tagline. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can, how can we get in touch with you? How can anyone who wants to connect with you, grow with you, book you, find, find out more information about you and your business, how can they reach you? Yeah, thank you for your question. So um, visit our website, um, audaciousinnerworks.com. 
no www, just audaciousinnerworks.com, uh, or uh, Glenda M. Francis, my name on social media, uh, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and YouTube. Wonderful. And I will definitely provide all of that information in the show notes. Great. Um, I look forward to celebrating with you, Ms. Glenda, who is the <laughs> recipient and honoree of the Joy Tudor Summer 2022 Impact Award. Thank you. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> so if you are in the Brooklyn, New York City area, you're more than welcome to join us. We only have 20 seats available just to keep it COVID safe, small and intimate. JoyTutor.com, celebrations of courage. We are going to cheers to you and some other very wonderful ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time today. And we'll have to check in on you. Let's meet up again soon to yes. see what else you're up to. <laughs> I would very much like that. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm just so grateful that our paths crossed uh, when they did. You are doing amazing, impactful work. <laughs> so you are worthy of your, your own award. And I, I thank you for the work that you're doing, for supporting entrepreneurs in their journey, and for celebrating the journey of entrepreneurs. I think it, it's in celebrating the journey and and helping others see what's possible. That's so important and transformative. So thank you for what you're doing and thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Thank you for joining and listening in. We greatly appreciate your time. To learn more about our business development classes, such as how to start a business, business plan development, and if you have a Wix website and you're struggling with updates, we got you. I'm also excited to announce that we've launched our new Entrepreneur Roadmap and Execution Planner along with the class. The class is maxed out at 14 registrants, therefore the class books very fast. However, we do have waitlist available. Sign up at joytutor.com. Also, last but not least, you can follow us on all the social medias at Joy Tutor or Joy Tutor Inc. Until next time, take care.